Hello and welcome everybody to the She Rises Studios podcast. My name is Angela Bell and I will be your host for today. I'm very excited to introduce our guest, Rochelle Pena. Rochelle is a pharmacist, entrepreneur, and author. She is the co-founder, she is the co-founder of the American Pediatric Dental Group with her husband that she started in 2011, which experienced remarkable growth and success before being acquired in 2021. She's a devoted mother of three and understands the delicate art of balancing family life and personal aspirations. She wants to share her tips and knowledge to help women unlock the secrets of work-life balance. So Rochelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Angela, it's a pleasure. And thank you so much for having me. So work-life balance, I know everybody listening wants to know. how is it does it even exist right i mean honestly i didn't think so either because you you're not born knowing how many kids you're gonna have that you're gonna run a business that you can have all these life changes so i think as women we're just equipped to multitask and kind of say okay this is what life has given me and we are now going to fit everything into a puzzle um so that is a great question how to start where to start i personally did not know that I was going to have three kids under the age of three when, um, like, as you mentioned, my husband and I, we founded a pediatric dental group. And so the work-life balance, I learned along the way, and which is why, you know, 12 years later, I want to share because I know a lot of women struggle with working and being a mom um, and taking care of yourself. And I think that's where we need to start is with you right? Um, is practice and people say it all the time, but I'm living proof that you have to love yourself. You have to practice self-care so that you can be a better mom, a better wife and a better leader. And that's, that's really the message, uh, today that I want to share. That's amazing. So can you tell me what does work-life balance mean to you? So what does that mean to me? Cause some people say it does, it doesn't exist. It's right. Prioritizing what's important to you. Mm-hmm. So, and balancing that out with the responsibilities that we have to work. <laughs> we have bills that we have to pay, but you also need to have a life so that you can disconnect and re-energize yourself, whether that be working out, hanging out with friends and family. It can't just be all work or it can't just all be fun. And that's where the art of balancing um, everything comes in. So for example, you know, you have to work during working hours, right? But where I see a lot of women, especially as they get busier or as they become moms, they tend to let friendships go. They tend to let themselves go. But friendships are your support network. It's It allows you to hold on to your identity outside of your job title, outside of being a mom and taking care of yourself. I mean, if you start losing, you know, like whether it be fitness, your mental health, um, just time for you, even 30 minutes of quietness, then you won't be able to like give your all to your team because now you're, that's where you lead to burnout, you know? So work-life balance, what does that mean to me? It means making sure that I take care of me and then prioritizing, okay, obviously your family, but if I don't feel good, how am I going to be a good mom to my kids? Um, so I oh, I have it. I wake up and I have to have some type of movement um, so that I can be energized for the day. 
And then at the end of the day, since I have kids, for those that don't, whatever you need to release the stress after work or for me, it's ending work at a certain time. And when you're with your kids, you're not on the phone. You're not thinking about work and setting those boundaries. We used to have a rule like no emails after 5 p.m. because nobody wants to have like a stomach ache at six, seven o'clock when you're eating dinner <laughs> with your kids. It's pin it and have it sent for tomorrow at 8 a.m. Right. So those are some I, I kind of went over like some tips, some things that I do myself. But uh, it's a big question. And I think people who practice work-life balance, unless you've actually really had to do all of it, then, you know, you, you really don't understand work-life balance. But for me, for sure, I was full-time mom. I wasn't a stay-at-home mom and I had to come home and cook and take care of the kids and be present in the things that were a priority to me. Yeah. I love what I think I love most about your explanation of it was the personal part, right? It's what's it, what's a priority to you. It's not this whole idea that the day has to be broken up into eight hour chunks where it's like there's eight hours for sleep and eight hours for work and eight hours for family. It's like, no, no. How does it move for you in your life? Um, Which I think is key. And I think a lot of people will appreciate hearing. Yeah, because, you know, some people do things for their spouse. They do things for their kids. It's what is priority for them. No, like it's okay to put yourself first. And I think that's where a lot of women go wrong is, no, I'm, I'm going to look like the bad mom, a selfish mom. It's not being selfish. What's actually worse is if you're not taking care of yourself and then, you know, the proverbial, what's wrong with mommy or why is she so cranky? Well, happy mom, happy life, happy wife, happy life. I mean, there's those sayings for a reason. And if you don't get enough sleep, you wake up crankier. I don't know anybody who's gotten three hours of sleep and is so happy in the morning. Um, you know, <laughs> if there is, well, bless you. But, um, you know, if you're going to bed super late and you're not taking care of yourself, that all trickles into the next day. And and like you said, self-care can look different for, for everybody. It's just understanding what's a priority to you. Friends are not a priority to you, fine. But you have to find out, you have to really sit down with yourself and be honest say what makes me happy what re-energizes me and don't neglect it the longer you neglect it and i hear this all the time it's been two years since i've put myself first and you you could tell right um and you don't want yeah i know for me it's i i'm an introvert i need that downtime that quiet time so if it means sacrificing you know a social engagement or sacrificing something else so that i can have that quiet space and organize my head and just clear out the clutter, then that's what I have to do. And I have to make it a priority for me or else I do. I get edgy and I get snappy and I get intolerant. And my kids are like, but mommy's the patient one. What's wrong with her? I was like, mommy hasn't had a quiet minute. (laughs) Well, especially if, you know, and being an introvert, it's funny you say this because my husband's also an introvert, yet he has to always be on at work. So if you're always on at work um, and you're always talking, he's like, and and people say all the time, there's no way Dr. Pena is an introvert. He talks so much here at work. But when I get him at home, he's like, oh, I just need 30 minutes to just be by myself. I've been trying to calm down parents, trying to calm down kids all day. Or me as a leader, you know, always up motivating, talking to the team, you know, talking about new, new initiatives, new processes. 
that even though I'm an extrovert, I need to come home and I'm like, everybody needs their time to decompress, but you have to find what it is. And, and like you said, everyone, my, my, my kids say, say the same thing, mommy, you're so calm. I'm like, because I practice a lot of self-care and they know if I'm working out, like you cannot come when I'm on my Peloton. Oh yeah. No. When, when I say I'm go, I need to go for a run. Everyone's like, well, mommy needs her time. <laughs> yes. And it's, you know what? It's good. And that's all about setting boundaries, even with your kids, you know, even like date nights for my husband and I, cause it can't, you know, you you have your husband, you have your kids, whoever is important in your life, whether you have a husband or not, um, for whoever is listening, you have to also take time. And my kids would try to give the guilt trip. Oh, but a date night. I'm, and I always tell them, look, mommy and daddy need this two hours together because we are the rock of the family. And if it's not stable, then, you know, everything else crumbles. And so that's where women, I, I see us a lot is the, that guilt, whether it be mom guilt, you know, oh, like FOMO, you don't want to miss out on friends things. But there's also the, like, the power of saying no, you, we can't be at everything. Because when you say yes to something, you're giving up something else. And if what you're giving up is your own self-care, that's when things really fall out of balance. Absolutely. I know for me, like I dealt with the guilt because my kids would be like, oh, but mommy, and I'd be like, well, the way I reconciled it for myself was that I was modeling good behavior for them, right? So by prioritizing myself, I'm teaching my daughter not to sacrifice herself for everyone. By prioritizing, you know, healthy coping mechanisms like running or meditating, I was teaching my kids healthy ways to deal with big emotions by prioritizing time with my husband I was teaching my kids that the relationships in life's life matters so that when they get older, they have, they don't have to work as hard as I had to work to discover their own value and to prioritize themselves. Oh my God. You, you are a hundred percent correct because the reason why I'm the way I am is because I saw my parents, they would go on date nights. They would do all those things. And you your biggest teachers are your parents, the people are the people that, you know, um, you were around and, and being in my third career. So I'm actually a pharmacist and then entrepreneur with my husband. I left that career to be an entrepreneur. And now I'm on my third career because I really want to give back. I want to be able to like help women. Um, I am doing a bunch of things to build my brand and to really show people that it is possible. But the biggest gift that I think this journey has shown me is I'm a leader and I'm showing up and my kids are all watching it. Like I'm, you know, I talk about positivity on a post and why positivity is so important. And I heard my daughter the other day, she's like, mommy, but you said, you know, I just have to have a positive mindset. Right. And I'm like, you're nine and you just hear these things or like, it's okay to make a mistake and failures are okay. Um, nobody's perfect. And so the other day, my son came home with not that good of a grade. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. What did you learn from it? How can we help you? And, and like you mentioned, this is training them. It's teaching them to be the best versions of themselves, better leaders. When they grow up, they're not going to feel the pressure of like, I have to be perfect all the time. They're already going to know, okay, it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to tap out. I need to be positive. Everything happens not to you, but for you. And 
you know, all these little life lessons for me as a leader at home and at work. I think it's, I think it's so powerful that not only can I influence my kids, but also people at work. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell, and you mentioned you're on your third career. Tell us a bit about like what made you decide to quit your career as a pharmacist and co-found the a pediatric dental group with your husband. Yeah. So as a pharmacist, we learn everything about how medicines work. Um, we are also very empathetic uh, because patients come every single month and they're diagnosed with a new disease and we have to have a good ear to listen. So I really believe that leaders have to have really, you have to be able to listen more than you speak. Listen to your team, listen to the community, listen to what your patients or your customers are telling you. And so in my pharmacy career early on, I was actually taken out of the pharmacy because I loved people. I was good at operations. I loved systems, processes. I loved interviewing. And so they saw that at me. I worked with Target, which is a big company that um, back in the days, they were really big on giving you all the resources to build you as a strong leader. And in pharmacy school, I had zero, zero business classes. And I really loved the way that Target was teaching me something other than just the mechanism of action of a medicine, right? And so I worked there and I was like working my way up to eventually, you know, be part of operations and regional. And then I had to move back to Florida and I basically started my career all over again in Florida. So I, I started in California. That's where I was moving up, learning a bunch of um, business operations, moved back to Florida, and I was put back into what they call a red store. So if you're a high performer uh, pharmacist like I was, obviously their goal is for me to turn a ship around, to turn a pharmacy around. And that was my challenge. And then a year later, I got pregnant with my my first child. And I was like, you know, although I love pharmacy, I love the career path that they were putting me on. I wanted a work-life balance, right? And we work weekends, holidays, late nights. And my husband's like, listen, I want to open up not just one dental office, but several. And I want to, um, but I need, I need help. I, I need your help from all your business operations, knowledge, um, marketing that I even was trained on. And I looked at him and I was like, you know what? Let's do this together. Let's build a family business um, and where I could have a flexible schedule, but I was also knew that I would be in control of anything that we wanted to change. Because when you work with corporate, you have to go through so many loopholes to get things approved, to see changes. And I wanted to be part of something bigger than myself. Um, the purpose of our company was to treat the underserved children. And underserved children meant children with special needs, children who were on state Medicaid insurance, children whose parents couldn't come nine to five, Monday through Friday. We opened on Saturdays. So when he told me about his vision, because he is the CEO of the pediatric dentist, I was like, I am on board. And I, I could really help um, market the office to other pediatricians, to the community, because it's something that I believed in. And as a business owner, if you chase money, it's never going to work. You have to, you know, first have a strong purpose, the money will come. And so that's how I ended up 
uh, you know, not being, I, I hung up my lab coat and I went to work with my husband. And what was really great is we had our divided roles, right? I wasn't, it, people always ask me, how did you survive working with your husband? I was like, well, we had to both stay in our own lanes. And there's no, there, there can't be two chiefs in a tribe. So we're both alpha. He was a CEO at work and I was the CHO at home, the chief home officer. Um, and he took care of clinical and I took care of all the non-clinical things, obviously along with the team that we had. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how my journey in from being just a pharmacist to then an entrepreneur. Um, by the end, we had 130 team members, 18 doctors, seven offices, and it was definitely more than it, I, I truly believe an MBA could have ever taught me. That's amazing. And so now, yeah. how are you helping women now? So I was going through building a business with my husband. And I'm not going to sit here and say it was all flowers and sunny days. There was days that I was like, I'm quitting. Or there was days where he's like, you're fired, you know? <laughs> there was definitely challenging moments. And amidst that, I was, I would Google how to work with your husband, secrets of working with your spouse. There was, there was no books. So this journey that I'm on started because I wanted to write a book. I wanted to help people because after the pandemic, I realized there's a lot of people going into business with their spouses. They left corporate world. They want to open their own businesses. And this could be for anybody wanting to do business with their best friend to their spouse. Um, and so I started by writing a book about uh, how to work with your husband, but also take care of yourself, be a mom. And so as I wrote the book, um, which is complete, but now I'm, I'm actually trying to get it traditionally published, which is a whole nother route. Um, I started writing and as you write, you do a lot of self-reflection. And I was writing all these like tips, these stories that were going through my mind. I'm like, I have to use everything that I've learned and really share it with other women because social media, I, I'm not, a, I wasn't a big social media person, but for me, sometimes it's, it's, um, it always looks so perfect and it's not. And I want to show people, look, this is my third journey. If there's something that you want to do, if you're not happy with yourself, if you're not happy with your career, you can make the change. And so I am starting by really spreading the message in all aspects of life. I could, you know, as a leader, I have business tips that I share, mom tips, travel, just to make our lives so much easier. So that is, you know, I've been on several shows now, um, you know, talking about friendships, the importance of friendships. That last month was friendship month. And I think that's really important because as I mentioned earlier, your friends are your support network and you don't need a big group, but you do need something outside of kids, outside of work out, and, you know, where you can hold on to your identity and be, and be you, you know, that's amazing. And so if our audience wants to learn more about what you're doing, get in touch with you, you know, where's the best place for them to find you? Yes, they can um, follow me at Rochelle Pena underscore on Instagram or um, read my blogs more about me on RochellePena.com. 
Awesome. And so you also have a book out, don't you, Rochelle? The Female Leaders Behind the Scenes is my first book, yes, with She Rises Studios. So that just came out, the anthology that I was part of. Um, and so I'm so grateful to have uh, written a book with other amazing leaders. I'm actually in the process of reading it now. It's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it just came out the print version. And I was like, I want, I'm old school. I want to feel the book. Yes, I want to. So I have, I have the book here and I started it last night and I think it's so amazing. I think it was a great process. Um, and a little, it was, it's a little shortened version of my life as a leader. And I'm going uh, to publish my own book that will talk more in depth of how it was like going from a pharmacist to an entrepreneur, working with my husband, and so much more. Amazing. Well, Rochelle, before we go here, my last question, um, what was the best advice you ever received during throughout your journey? Oh, that's the best advice that I could have ever given is don't ever let one person's opinion of you really um, make you think twice about yourself. Because that happened to me when I was 25 and I was new to a position and I'm very like outgoing and bubbly and I guess pharmacists normally aren't. And the uh, operations director at that time, the regional director, like had some questionable doubts about me, yet I was the high performer in, in our district. Our store was green, meaning we were running on all cylinders, sales, service, um, and compliance. So I remember coming that home that day defleated, like, oh my God, this is what he said about me. I'm like, he doesn't realize I'm, I really am so smart. I really care. It just, it was my first week. He asked me a question that I didn't know. And my store manager took me aside and she's like, Rochelle, I've had eight pharmacists here. You have been the best one because you actually want to come out of your soapbox, your sandbox and talk to the team. You inspire, you motivate your team. Everybody is so happy. So please don't let one person ruin that for you and don't change for anyone. Stay true to yourself. And I was like, oh my God, I needed to hear that. And that's the best advice is stay, be you. Don't try to be someone else because it's so easy to go on social media and be like, I want to be like her. But understand what your gift is and stick to your core because people can tell when you're BSing. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. Wonderful. Well, Rochelle, thank you so much for making time to come and talk to us today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to listen to the podcast and continue being part of She Rises Studios. Amazing. And thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode of the She Rises Studios podcast. Thank you all so much for joining another episode of She Rises Studios podcast. Please follow us online at She Rises Studios. You can also visit our website at www.sherisesstudios.com.